everyone, I'm Anissa, and you're listening to Stars in My Pocket. We're back with this month's Long Yak. In this episode, we wax poetic, or try to, about currently airing dramas, A Poem a Day, the Korean remake of Suits, and the Japanese remake of Signal. So many remakes! We also rant a bit about shows we've dropped recently, and Paroma shares a Chinese drama recommendation. Just a note, if you're wondering why we left out Pretty Nuna Who Buys Me Food, which we are absolutely watching and loving, it's because we're planning a Dharma deep dive on that once it ends. So stay tuned for that in the coming weeks. As always, thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hi guys, this is Anissa. This is Saya. And this is Borma. And Yay! Stuff <laughs> <in my pocket. laughs> How do we mug this up after so many episodes? Ow! We just leave that in. It's funny. <laughs> All right. So, we're yeah. going to start out with currently airing K-dramas. So, let's start with something we've all been watching or we have watched at some point although i don't know i don't think all of us are caught up on it which is a mm, i'm day. not i'm also not i'm on like four <laughs> and a half episodes so I, I think you've still watched more than me i also watched five episodes so it's like half an episode more than you oh okay and yeah. um saya are you all caught up with that one uh you yeah are, I'm, right? I'm the maniac who picked it up for drama beans because i was like obsessed with it and i was like please let me do this show <laughs> So they let me do it. <laughs> Are you regretting your decision? You not, not at all. Although I nearly did, because the week that we picked it up was the week some rather dubious things happened. Then I was like, hmm. So I really like Perma Day, and like I, I kind of get why you might. I thought Anissa, you'd kind of dropped it. So um, uh, no, I'm still watching it. But let's just sort of, t- uh, you know, describe the premise briefly for whoever, so if anyone's not watching it. A group of physios and uh, physiotherapists in a hospital, and it's it's very slice of life. It's about their everyday stories with their patients, and then and this is like it's different to your average medical drama. So they're not like on the uh, you know on precipice between life and death, and is not like you know blood and guts and uh, you know top surgeons. It's just a it's a much smaller story in terms of its scope and like. When I say small, I don't mean... You know what I mean. I don't know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. It's but. a slice of life. That <laughs> yeah. Covers it. yeah. Yeah. So and we have the main character played by <clears throat> EUB. Yeah. Um, and her name is Ubo Young, and she's a very hardworking contract worker, but she's amazing with her patients. Everyone loves her. She's also kind of a pushover, and she feels things too deeply. <laughs> She's really empathetic. And she posts them everywhere and she shares them with her patients and she uses them to understand life. Well, her background so, is yeah. that she went into physio because uh, she just needed stable a stable job. She needed a job that paid her money. And though her like her heart lay in, you know, liberal arts. Liberal arts. She went yeah, we all to know the liberal for... arts majors don't make any money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> humanity's life. Well, sometimes <laughs> the science ones don't either. <laughs> right. <laughs> life is tough, guys. Exactly. <laughs> so, um 
she's the main character, and I, I really think that she just she steals the entire show. She's wonderful. I have to say that in the first couple of episodes, I nearly dropped that show so many times throughout the first two episodes because it was just so miserable. Nothing good happens to her. Not one single good thing happens. Everything I is mean, terrible. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. Everyone in this drama is trash except her and uh. Yeah, like. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dr. Gay, who is just my hero, and I love him. I also, like, Peter Yuck is just so charming and charismatic and good as an actor. Like, he, he just, he sells it really well. What's really great uh, about the show, though, is that despite the fact that a lot of nearly everyone is really horrible, that they're still really human, that when you're at the point of hating them and of writing them off, something happens to bring you back and be like, oh, okay. I, yeah. I'll cut you a little slack because of this or that. And and it's true for every character. Although... Um, but you know, I don't, think, I don't think that they're very horrible. I just think that they show the worst side of uh, these people. Like, worst side in a more realistic way like they are biased against her they do push work on her they, they they take advantage of her kindness and these are all things that people in uh, an office space like hers would do especially with a contract worker like her that doesn't make those people especially horrible or evil they are doing things that come naturally to seniors in a workplace it's not so I didn't think that they were particularly horrible, but I did appreciate that we were shown different sides of them. Like there was the one side where, you know, these seniors were constantly taking advantage of Boyang. And then there were the other sides where they had their own personal histories, their stories, their relationships with each other, some compassion for each other, friendship, enemity. And it just, yeah, so they, yeah. I, I thought they were nicely rounded out that way. I think the issue but, is that, sorry, go ahead. It's just that we we aren't supposed to like these characters to begin with. Mm-hmm. I, I think that I, that's one of the things that I liked about this show. Yeah, I think the issue is that even though they have those other aspects to them, we don't actually get to see them until episodes like three and four. The first two episodes, you just have this constant people are just dumping their crap on Boy and like Bo Young, like and they're and they're teasing her and they're you know and she's getting humiliated and and it's just like one thing on top of another where. I think that's yeah, but, why it but, felt like a lot initially. So if you just watch the first two episodes, your first impressions would be like, oh, this is a very miserable show. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not. The more you watch but, it, like you said, you see more you aspects. You know what made, what made the first couple of episodes bearable for me, or at least uh, funny, was how long-suffering Boyang was. Like, she clearly knew that she was being taken advantage of, and she clearly hated it. And her only response to that was to read more poems and sigh to herself. So, in a way, the show seemed to be saying, look, she's not standing up for herself. These are situations where she can say no, but she just doesn't do it. So, you know, it's like that that's part of her yeah. character arc. Like, yeah. So, again, it, it, didn't, it didn't depress me the same way it depressed you guys. I didn't actually find it depressing, to be honest. Like, the reason that I almost dropped it after two episodes was not because I found it depressing. I just find the dialogue extremely repetitive and like mm, formulaic. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, it like is. everyone has this certain catchphrase that they keep saying over and over again. And like, I'm on episode five and they're still using the same catchphrases. And like, even the way but that's that, the, the, point. Like, the word order of the sentences, I'm just like, 
can't you just like change it up a little bit? Like, that's just, the entire point, though. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand yeah, but why. E- even even Doctor even Doctor Ye becomes a bit too much when he keeps going like, can I give you an advice? Yeah, and it's me. Oh yeah. No, but come on, it's it's so good. There's there's this great bit where it's it's self-aware, like it does it on purpose. And there's this bit. Uh, I don't know if you guys have reached this episode yet, but like you know, Doctor Ye is looking in the mirror and he's like saying to himself, "Can I give you some advice?" <laughs> and then like, he's, he's he's seriously no. giving himself this advice. And then he's like, "Can I give you another advice?" And then the cleaning lady comes in and she's like, "Can I give you some advice? Get out of the bathroom." <laughs> So it's like it's it's self-aware. It's not like it's doing it in a uh, in a, in a cheap way. I, I feel. Yeah, um, I mean, I know that it's self-aware. It just doesn't really work it's for not me. For everyone, yeah. Yeah, and and I think it's also just that like that type of humor paired with um, what is trying to be a very uh, literary and. You know, it wants to have those like melancholy moments where like everyone's walking home and th- at night after their tough day and thinking about their own struggles, and then like the poetry appears on the side of the bus or you know in the water or on the tree or the bench that they're sitting on, and like it's very you know moody. And I just feel like those two aspects don't always fit together for me. Like, and it's working better now, but I still am kind of bothered by the repetitive dialogue. That's just. I'm I'm like I feel like the charm of the cast is really what's making me stick around and stay because I want I, I like them together as a group like they have chemistry and um Miyubi is just amazing I love her she's so good how do you guys like Minho I hate him <laughs> <laughs> sorry and I saw somebody on Twitter saying oh I think he's actually the hero and if that's true then I'm gonna jump ship I'm telling you this right now I cannot stand him. It's so confusing though, because I think the show started off push, putting him up as the potential love interest, but then they seem to shift direction towards Doctor Ye, and now they're—I don't know—it just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's seriously confusing. I, I've never been this confused when I watched Answer Me, because in my head I knew who you know who would end up with. But did you watch ATA? Or are you talking about ninety-seven? I avoided. I avoided ATA. Okay. Yeah, I didn't watch it. You haven't lived. Yeah. If, if it's not 88, you don't understand. And I haven't watched it either, but, but, but the 88ers tell me this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't really... I mean, I already know who she ends up with, even though I've only watched one episode in 88. So I, I guess I cannot not have that experience that mm. they had. Sorry, guys. See, I have this uh, rule of... Uh, like, I forbid myself to get on the on the sinking ship. I just won't. But the problem with this show is that you're already you on a ship. There is, you ha- yeah, you just you either pick a ship or you go to the island of ne- neutrality and that's it. And so I have now retreated to the island and I'm like, okay, let this play out. <laughs> but I'm actually Wait, like, don't you don't you find on. that when yeah. you do that, when you retreat to the island of neutrality, um, you you start feeling as much for the characters as no, you because, would if you were like, hard rooting for one of I'm them. I'm so invested in all of the characters that it actually the ship is not the ultimate destination for me mm-hmm. it's like they're all of the characters journeys and that they I mean be happy that's a great end. way to watch it if you can manage it that's it's but the, the show way. supports this watching i feel <laughs> this show mm-hmm. does support that watching like i mean for example we just talked about um uh, the answer me series um and the shipping wars they had in that 
with this show, and because I've been getting sort of into the fandom properly, why hold back? <laughs> um, there is no, it's not a shipping war. It's a giant tea party. Everyone's having fun, whichever side of, whichever ship you're on, or yeah. if you're on the island, with, it doesn't matter. We're having fun. I think with Answer Me also, there was an element of the um, the writer manipulating yeah, exactly. um, the audience a little bit, and, you know, kind of um, trying to provoke a shipping war, and trying to provoke people to be, like, second-guessing themselves. There were all kinds of, like, red herrings. And, so, I mean, I don't really like that kind of... Baiting gimmicky yeah baiting exactly it's that's what it feels like and i mean it was not that bad in 97 it got worse in 94 and i guess from what everyone's saying it was even worse in 88 mm. although i guess by that point you should be expecting it well, but the um what i have heard about 88 is that it had like it had proceeded in a particular way and then at the last minute the writer flipped ships with no kind of um uh precedent to genuinely yeah. support it. It was just because everyone had guessed, they were like, well, we're not going to let you get, get it right. You know? So and that's, that's, a, that's like, it's a gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Rather than actually yeah, being that, organic like, and true to the story that you want to tell and the characters' journeys that like you were pl- originally planning and what kind of arc you wanted them to have. Yeah, it's the rage of betrayal. <laughs> right. Exactly. In, in this show, what you've got is you, you have... I think the narrative that they're trying to create is to get you to root for all of them, no matter the outcome. I think I'm going to be really upset if Minho ends up being the first lead, though, just because I really don't like how he treats other people, and I especially don't like how he treats Bo Young. I don't know if you guys agree yeah. with me. No, like he's too, he's too childish, and Bo Young is also pretty... Uh, well, she's, she's got a lot of growing up left to do, so no, they would not be very good for each other but you know i wouldn't mind if she doesn't end up with either of them yeah <laughs> yeah like she's had her first crush and then she goes on to have her first love and then maybe she just moves on from these two that seems like a pretty good ending to me. i could go for yeah a story of her self-realization with romance not being a huge part of the ending that i could go for that that's basically yeah although yeah. <laughs> well, um I'm up to date with this, so I'm probably a couple of episodes, about three or four episodes ahead of both of you. Um, don't write Mino you know, off. I mean, what I found when I hated him was that even what I found is that he was really horrible and actually downright cruel to um, Boyong, but then he wasn't actually terrible to other people. He was pretty good, okay with other people, but he was really bad to her. Um, he just needed was he to. Downright cruel yeah, he, he was. Yeah, I'm he not was. sure if you've gotten yeah. even further yet, but like he he has been really like really. I bad. mean, even after oh, four and a half episodes, I don't no, want to spoil not, anything. But is is it? Would it be a spoiler? See, the, the reason I'm asking is that his behavior. Uh, there were certain misunderstandings between them. Like he, uh, like she thought that he had spread certain rumors that he really hadn't. He was being nasty and cutting to her, but that was in a private setting. He had not actually publicly humiliated her. He had not actually done any of those things. No, it just I had- think no, because for me, like it wasn't about the rumor that, uh, like the rumors were not either of their faults. Really, that was just a misunderstanding. But like he's, and this happens in the first or second episode, like, he comes up with a cruel nickname and he says it in front of all of the co-workers. And then everyone calls her that from then on. Whenever she's in an embarrassing position, whether she's sober or drunk, he takes, like, videos of her 
and like uh, laughs that, that is, that and mocks her. That's and then when you. she tries to, yeah, and then, like, he undermines her in a professional setting, even though she's actually, you know, his superior at work, he doesn't care. Um, he's always, whenever she tries to, like, ha- you know, be like, let's just leave this behind us, he's like, no, I have no re- I have no interest in being close with you, I, I don't want to, let's just be enemies, you know, like, so I just, yeah, even if he becomes a better person, like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him to evolve and become a better man, but I don't want him to be with her. Sorry, Saya, you were going to say Oh, I, I don't remember what that was, but I think their maturity levels right now don't match. Um, like, I can't see him with her, but um, I think his redemption arc has begun, and I don't hate him anymore, and I actually quite... I'm kind of rooting for him to be a good human being. As for ships, I'm happy for there to be no ships. Like, all ships can stay at sea for me, as long as the characters <laughs> themselves... Uh, you know, they're getting their full development and and deserved endings. Yeah, okay. I just need more than 30 minutes of Yijung Nihak on my screen in every given episode. <laughs> <laughs> Even if he's just, like... Giving himself advice in the mirror. And, and giving people <laughs> advice, yeah, and, like, training his patience in that, like, the red sling con- contraption thing that he has. Veins of unpolished beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone okay. have anything else to say about Poma Day, or should we move on? Uh, just that I uh, look forward to uh, Minho's redemption because I really miss Song Dehi from 2017, and he like I do not like you know that character turning into this character. So I agree. Yeah. It was a sh- it was a nasty shock in episode one. I was like, <laughs> this, oh, this is why you're you're gonna yeah. be so ready to root for him when he does turn. Because of his past. <laughs> I need him to pay. Oh, he, he suffers, don't worry. He punished. Okay, okay. That's good to know. All right, let's revisit this when we when we finish. We'll talk about it All again. Right. So, moving on. The next show on our list is Suits. And I have not been watching this, but... Um, ah! Naya, are you watching it? Okay, so... Yeah! Are you watching it? Okay, I want to hear, oh, yeah. hear about this. Because I have, like... I haven't even watched, like, the opening credits... Okay, so, so I have you watched the original. No, I haven't. But shall we quickly introduce this and then you can talk about the original? Go ahead. Okay. So Suits is literally just aired one week at the time, at, at, by now, the time of recording. At the current time. <laughs> right, at this current time. <laughs> I can't speak English, sorry guys. <laughs> um, it's uh, Jang Dong-gun's return to the small screen after, what, five years, I think? The last thing that he did was Gentleman of Dignity. Is it more than five years? And um, I have to shamefacedly admit that I've actually never seen him in anything before. Um, 2012. Really? I haven't. So for me, the draw is... Did you not watch Gentleman's Dignity? No, I didn't, because it didn't sound interesting. Sorry. Oh, I mean, you didn't miss anything. Um, He he was horrible. I mean, his character was horrible, and that was a horrible drama, in my opinion. Um, um, So you've got Paking Shik opposite him, and I have to say that's my draw here. Um, but it's also directed mm. by the uh, the direct the same director as Mystery Queen and Healer. Um, so that should interest uh-huh. you guys. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So P, can you give a okay? Yeah. So Suits is essentially about. Um, well, let's just stick to the Korean drama Suits for the introduction. Uh, this drama is essentially about uh, Parking Shakes. Um, this this character called uh, Goyumbu, uh, who is in a situation where he has 
he's a very smart guy he can remember he's got an eidetic memory so he can remember anything that he's read and understood um but despite having a lot of potential and really wanting to be a lawyer uh, he makes a series of bad choices and ends up a parking valet and basically uh, living with his pothead uh, friend whose influence keeps leading him down you know worse paths so that's his situation and then you have our the other half of the impending romance which is jangangan's um attorney chep who is this uh, this, this hot shot uh, lawyer who's like about to become senior partner in his firm and um his boss is like go find yourself an associate because he's been refusing to get one and uh, so he's interviewing this associate these others you know these these top uh, law school graduates when um through certain uh, mysteries of fate uh, park kyung shik's character walks in even though he's not a law school graduate and he's just basically trying to escape cops and the two have a conversation and park kyung shik ends up becoming an associate and that's where the story yeah goes So this is uh, an adaptation of uh, the American uh, suits which was a tremendous success and I was a huge fan of and um I have to say I am really really excited about it I I gobbled up both episodes uh, like just a couple of hours back I didn't even know it was releasing but now I can't wait for the next episode I the casting is pretty damn fantastic there are certain changes that i don't quite agree with but i have to admit that overall the adaptation is faithful the characters have retained um their original uh, arcs i suppose but they are not copies of the original they have their own uh, personal integrity and it's yeah i'm really looking forward to seeing what happens next can Ooh, i ask you something exciting <laughs> go ahead so I I haven't watched the uh, the original at all and I'm listening to it and I'm thinking still the US version does not attract me at all but this one does excite me um read into that what you will um but do you, because of K-drama's track record with remaking American shows to mind uh, immediately what comes to mind is a uh, Entourage and Criminal Minds which I think we oh both agree were no. absolute disasters. <laughs> yeah. Do you what do you think the potential is for this show? Wife, right? Oh, I didn't watch that. How was that? But what? Yeah, I haven't watched it either, wife. but I heard it was a really good adaptation. Uh, yeah, it was. Really it loved was. it. It was yeah. 12 episode adaptation and I think it was better than the original. Oh. Nice. So, That's interesting. Yeah. And also it's just something about the lawyer setting like Korean drama generally does pretty like they have got a good a uh, grasp on the whole courtroom drama thing and you know this character development around that uh, conceit so yeah i think they are on pretty firm ground here yeah especially after the last couple of years of uh, one legal drama after another yeah there's been an oversaturation but they have had a lot of practice so what did you think about it sir i really liked it and um like i say i've never seen jang dong before in anything so I'm paying attention when he's on screen but really I'm kind of watching uh, Park Young-shik's character's development and I just I really like these young character like young men who are just lost and and then they you know they get a chance and 
and then you get to see that sort of it's not quite a coming of age it's a kind of it's not even finding yourself how do you say this without being trite it's, redemption i'm not sure if that's the word but it's just getting Turning into your own yeah maybe, maybe yeah something like that so to yeah. see to see him go from being this complete sort of you know um not a loser but he was lost uh, and now he's finally about to get his chance and I want to see exactly, you know, I want to see how good mm. that's going to be. And I, I'm like, I'm always gone for bromance, so I'm so in for that angle as well. Yeah, the entire setup of this drama is all about the bromance, and I'm pretty delighted about the chemistry between these two. I I can see because there is supposed to be a sort of a mentor-mentee relationship, plus they are also going to be friends, and they have a huge impact on each other's lives. So... Yeah, this is like the primary relationship in the drama, and I'm kind of very happy That's about awesome. this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we always uh, we we've said so many times when it's like a rom com that the bromance was the best relationship in the whole thing, and then now here we have a Korean drama where like the bromance is the main relationship, and like who so better to you know like what perfect casting? Who better to portray these two characters from what you've described to sound perfect in these roles? So the thing is that, like, I will compare uh, them to the original for just a moment. Um, mm-hmm. There are a few things that I've noticed about it. Uh, the changes that they have made are primarily around Park Hyun Shaikh's character, uh, Go Young Boo. Um, they have made him more innocent, let's say, because the original Mike Ross, he was basically a pothead. Because he had been expelled from uh, school, like college, because he was trying to get some money by uh, memorizing and selling test papers, and he got caught. So mm-hmm. his dream of becoming a lawyer kind of like ground to a halt right there. But because he was, he's a bit of an egomaniac, and he is pretty confident about his memory. Somebody bet him uh, to pass the bar, and he did, like on a bet, on a dare. He just took somebody else's identity, got paid for that, and he passed the bar several times and that's how he's been making money and he's been crashing with his pothead friend and that's his life so he made one bad choice then he kept on making more bad choices that was my cross and mind you he's pretty arrogant about his talent Pakyum Sheikh's um though is it's a exact that's the word he's way more humble he's and humble I'm guessing about, the pothead thing is not a story so he doesn't right. touch he himself at all yeah do you think that's an image thing for the celebrities because right. of the actors? I don't know, but they went up, like they they went in a roundabout way to emphasize that he will not touch drugs. Mm-hmm. I mean, the main story, the, the his storyline, the first episode changed only in one major way, and that was in in showing Parking Shakes. I'm sorry, not Parking. Goyun Wu's backstory. Um, I, they had, there was no need to change it because Goyangu has also uh, written, uh, sort of passed the bar for somebody else. So there was no need to emphasize on how he doesn't want to be involved with drugs, but his friend loops him in and all of that stuff. Also, there was that uh, this this coincidental uh, thing that they set up where this uh, rich boy uh, has a grudge against uh, Goyun Bu and kind of entraps him with that uh, drug thing. Wasn't that a cameo from uh, Lee Kyung there? Yeah, 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 it was. And he, the, the rich boy's father is in a tussle with uh, Attorney Choi. Uh, and yeah, so that coincidence was completely unnecessary. There was that that was so 
um again in the original show he the the, the problem that he got into with the drugs was that uh, the cops had set up a trap and his friend had unknowingly sent him into it so and then it, instead of getting caught though he smelled the trap he figured out that those were cops waiting for him and he walked past them this was in a hotel lobby and he walks past them and he he remembers that there was this lawyers conference thing this interview that was happening so he walks straight into that just to avoid the cops and that's how he ends up meeting the original Harvey and in this one attorney Chue and that that meeting was pretty interesting and i thought they did that really well over here so as soon as these two meet um goyan bu and attorney chue i i i just forgot all about the, the you know the the roundabout way they did the back story mm-hmm. because this is what i was waiting for these two to meet and to see if the chemistry works and it does work mm-hmm. i think uh, jang do gun did Uh, is doing an amazing job like he's got uh, harvey's original charisma but he he puts his own spin on it and i am really into it nice that's cool yeah yeah let's uh, let's hear about it as as time goes by what you think of it of it when you watch more episodes i'm interested to hear about it Yeah, I am keen to see what Park Chan-wook does with this because he is he is so much more tamped down here. Like we haven't seen his megawatt smile here. And it is like he's really suppressed, you know? Like mm. he's he's not doing his usual thing. Yeah, so um I'm assuming that he he'll get more cocky as uh, the show progresses because he's already doing that thing where he is like So there is this bit in the second episode. He's already comfortable enough with Attorney uh, Choi to sort of tease him and and kind of you know they they've started having these banters and that banter is one of the mainstays of the original show. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Okay, awesome. I wonder if we've convinced Anissa to watch it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wait for a few more episodes to come out and see what everybody says. I'm like a little yeah. bit burned out on legal dramas, to be honest. After last year, I kind of need a break. But maybe once, if it turns out to be good, and um, but you know, guys, maybe like after this drama's over, and if you've watched it, go back and watch the first season of uh, Suits. I think you'd really enjoy it. Okay, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, the was it was it was, it was pretty damn good and I don't usually say that about a lot of American shows these days but Suits was really good. Oh my god. He's the star of the show. Okay, okay? this is he needs something. <laughs> He's just spotted other dogs outside. Like, give me a second. Did you get it? Bye bye. Come on. Inside. Good boy, Pavel. It's okay now the boys are going. Okay. All right. So, let's go to some K-dramas that we've dropped next. Um for various reasons. Okay. Why don't you tell us about Great Seducer and where you went with that? What journey did you take with it? <laughs> well, I have to apologize because in the last yak, um I was raving about it, but in the last yak I'd only seen the first week's episodes. Um by the second week it was completely pants by the third week I had dropped it that's all I have to say <laughs> Okay <laughs> it it was it was very muck junk and crazy and nothing made sense oh, okay. and yeah Yeah oh that much Yeah it just that's... went floppy and limp you know how it was like so like taut and like tense by the week after that it just yeah it was it was floppy overcooked yeah. yes 
So I have my own Mia culpa because I also was raving about Shall We Kiss First in the last yak and <laughs> I watched so I had just watched I think one hour of it at that time. I was very excited and loved the, the opening and then I watched like three or four more episodes and I loved it even more. And then I watched three or four more episodes and I was just like, what is this? I mean, this drama, I thought it was supposed to be like a rom-com about miserable and lonely people, but it turns out like there's so much tragedy. Like there's a dead child, there's two broken marriages, there's like cheating, there's cancer, there's like animals dying, there's estranged <laughs> family members, um, there's like loan sharks and people getting fired wrongfully and getting sued and taken to the police station and like I, it's so bad it's just so uh, is bad this writer, like, not very good with writing plots or something why do they have to go this level of mahjong like you don't know I mean, and you know like i was still on board until the terminal illness and then i was like i'm done yeah <laughs> So, apologies to anyone who started watching that because of my high recommendation. I'm very sorry. Please don't watch it. And I mean, I'm really, I'm, I'm really glad I didn't know. Mad because I'm really mad because Kim Sana and Kamusang are so good together, and they have such great chemistry, and like their con- their love connection is so amazing. But then it's like. Great I mean, chemistry doesn't make spoiler. up the bad story. <laughs> yeah, spoiler if you if you care, but like if one of them's dying soon in two months or whatever, then like that's not the drama I want to watch. Huh. So bah humbug. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing on our list is Switch. And Saya, you were watching that? I was watching that, but yeah, as we said, another one had dropped. So Switch. So it's a Jangan Suck drama, um, which he's starring with uh, alongside uh, Han Yeri. Um, and he's playing like a dual role here. So he's, um, on the one hand, he's this um, really smart con man who has studied for the bar, although he, uh, bar exam, though he didn't actually take it. So how convenient. Uh, and the other guy, his doppelganger, is a prosecutor. So doppelganger gets into an accident and he ends up having to impersonate him. Um, and you would have expected that, uh, you know, you get sort of these doppelganger guys in cahoots with each other. Um, it will be really exciting. Somehow it's not that exciting. It feels very typical. You've got loan sharks. You've got, uh, you know, illegal gambling dens. You've got, it's kind of, everything feels recycled in it, which is a shame because it's, uh, Jang and Suk's uh, last drama before he's going to army. So he's, he's said that it's, it's, uh, the last thing that he's doing before he goes. Um, but someone, uh, I read a comment somewhere which described it as something between, uh, Doubtful, Doubtful Victory and Two Cups, which I think sums it up oh really perfectly because they were like aggressively mediocre. Uh, and so mm. is this show. Like, it's not bad. It's actually, it's not bad at all. You can keep on watching it once you've started, but once you've stopped, you're like, huh. Yeah, Am I coming back to this? So, so it doesn't have any like yeah. sticking power. It doesn't, um, you know, by the third week, I was like, I'm kind of forcing myself to watch this. Why am I doing that? And I actually gave myself permission for the first time in my life to actually officially mentally drop it. Because usually I drop things by accident. Like Great Seducer, I dropped it by accident. It just ended up being corrupt. This one, I decided I'm not going to watch you anymore. Goodbye. And you guys gave me permission <laughs> to drop Should We Kiss First because I was like, I'm on episode 19. You guys were like, don't do it. You don't have to finish. 
<laughs> Don't do yeah. that to yourself. So thank you for that. You saved me a few hours. Do either of you follow uh, K-pop? Not really. Very you big. Know, but do you guys know uh, if, if Jang Hyun-sook is doing well in with a singing career? He has been doing well with his singing career for the last two years. He's been doing much oh, more. He like, has a lot of... Po- his popularity in Japan is really high. Good, because that's good. And he's huge His acting career pretty much sucks, so yeah. I'm hoping something is going good for him. He had this tax evasion scandal that, of course, is much worse than sexual assault. So the, pub- the Korean public, he was kind of blacklisted for a really long time because of that. Um, what scandal? A tax evasion tax scandal. Evasion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, because that is much, much worse than sexual assault. <laughs> yeah, television and marijuana are terrible, but, yeah. like, uh, Rape you know. and battery are nothing. Yeah, you can be redeemed. Yeah. You just need yeah. to take a hiatus oh, for that. Oh, that, that's another thing that I found hilarious in Suits, uh, was that the the drug that uh, Parking Sheik's character was uh, transporting, because he was the mule, basically, and um, was basically marijuana. It's... It's it's weed, man, and it's 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 just I, I don't know why I found it so ridiculous because weed is so easily available in most cities. Yeah. I, it's just uh, a different idea. They they just have a very strict idea of like drugs, and I I think it's just a cultural difference. Maybe. Well, I know, but I'm saying that as a person who's who's never smoked up and has no interest in. But if I if I probably wanted weed, I don't even have to like ask anyone in a whisper. I can probably like find weed through almost legitimate channels. It just in my head, drugs. It's it, it as far as drugs are concerned, weed is not exactly very high up. So I found it hilarious that this. This horrible thing that he was carrying was basically marijuana that in certain parts of the world had started becoming legal. You know, Just, even, you know, um, I always remember, like, finding out about this a few years back when, like, there's a member of 2Anyone, <laughs> the American one, the one who, like, grew up over here and went over there. But she had some kind of, like, prescription antipsychotic or, like, some kind of antidepressant with her on the airplane. But she didn't have the prescription with her, and she like got Ooh. she like got dropped from to anyone like promotions for a while. Like she just disappeared, and it wasn't wow. even like addictive or like um, intoxicating drugs. It was just a medicine that she didn't have a prescription for. Like I mean, I don't remember all the details, so like K-pop fans don't come for me. But like <laughs> that's the basic, you know, that was the basic. Thing. I was like, whoa, this is kind of this is kind of intense, like. Yeah. Meanwhile, everyone's like getting drunk and passing out after work every day, and like uh, See, on that's social exactly the so and and it's and crazy. it's like soju is everywhere. They are pushing these beer brands and and yeah, the alcohol at all shows, but somehow I, I don't know. It's just it's a bit skewed. So yeah, suits. Uh, what channel is suits on? Okay, so it's KBS. So um, the thing with um. Because it's on a public broadcast channel, so I'm guessing that TV has, because it's public TV, it has to sanitize particular aspects mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Oh, so right. he can't be shown smoking for Right. So um, that might be why the, the main lead character has been cleaned up. Mm. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's one other thing um, I found interesting that I forgot to mention before, um, proving that sexual assault is the the sort of the zeitgeist right now. Um, the opening case in Suits is a sexual harassment case, so it, it's good to see it getting these treatments. 
like you know we've got it in Pretty Nuna. Um, uh, what else have we had it? And I think it's been coming up quite frequently. And because this is my first life. Yeah, that's right. There. And I mean they're dealing with it in various like with various degrees of success but they're dealing like they're looking at the issue they're like taking it head on i find that really interesting i want to like i'm interested in seeing how this continues in the coming months as well so are we i think we're done with korean dramas now and we're going to take a side a side detour that's kind of k-drama related into the japanese version of signal which is airing right now saya you're watching this right now yeah. right? yeah so, How many episodes uh, in are you? It's, it's uh, aired three episodes. The fourth episode is going to air in a couple of days. Um, so it's it's different in that it's, I think, only 12 episodes, and the episodes are much shorter. Um, mm. But the like the, visually, it's very similar. And um, the cases, it's pretty much like when I watched the first episode, and I have to say, much as I love Signal, the first case is kind of boring. Um so the first couple of episodes, I, I watched it in like stops and starts, and perhaps it's that enough time hasn't passed for me between watching the original um, and watching this because it is it's it's very faithful. What I did is when I finished watching the first episode, I was kind of in the moment. I was tense. I was like, you know, they're about to, you know, catch uh, the villain of, of the episode, and I went straight to episode two of the Korean and picked it right up, and it was like watching the same show. So it's very faithful. Interesting. Um, and they've got the sort of visually, they've got the character spot on. There's some changes, like, you know, the um, forensics guy is an older man in this one. And the old detective who was, oh, what's his name? I can't remember. But anyway, he's like a, um, he's a little bit chubbier. And like, there's these visual differences which are interesting, but the similarity is really striking as well. I think they've cast really well with, um, the Chosuhyun character, uh, what was the actress's name? Kim Hesu? Kim Hesu, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the Ijehan character, I'm not sure. Like, maybe he just hasn't had enough screen time yet because I'm not feeling that connection with him that you immediately feel with, um, oh, what's his name? Jojinung? Yeah, Jojinung. Yeah, with, uh, Jojinung. So, um, I think it, it's, it, getting like it it's getting going slowly it, the main problem is that the first case is kind of boring um mm. but i'm waiting for the the brother storyline and stuff to kick in and how do you like the because ej hoon's character in the original was kind of the i guess almost like the audience surrogate and like the character that you enter the story through mm. do you like who they've chosen in his role in this version he's again i can't decide if the problem is that I'm so attached to the original characters. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like he doesn't have enough personality yet. Like, Ijehun was really cocky in the beginning, right? Um, and he's more questioning. He's more curious. He's more kind of um, taken aback by this thing that happened that, that's happened to him. Whereas um, in the Japanese version, Saigusa, who is the uh, Ijehun, uh, uh, not sorry, not Ijehun, the um, Pakeung equivalent, he's kind of He's not as surprised as perhaps he should be, and he's not as um, curious, maybe. So, mm. maybe, again, remember, I, I seem to remember, I thought this myself, is that E.J. Hun overplayed it, so he overacted a little bit in the beginning, but I feel like yeah. perhaps here, uh, this actor is underacting it. 
Yeah, I was going to say. So I want a happy medium. <laughs> he was very intense throughout, but he was especially very intense in the first couple mm. of episodes. He kind of, like, leveled out. But he, he kept that level of intensity, but he wasn't as, like, his eyes weren't popping. Popping out. <laughs> <laughs> later on, you know? Yeah. So I, I want a bit more intensity. I don't feel it's intense enough. But then the other thing I realized as I was watching is that, you know, they they didn't make this show for me. They made right. this show for a Japanese audience who may or may, and I don't know how popular Signal was in in Japan or if it even, you know, was uh, publicly aired there. So, you know, I, I don't know the context of that. Right. And I mean, I haven't watched this, but I feel like in general, Japanese dramas tend to be kind of on an even more even keel mm. than Korean dramas, which tend to have like emotionally like higher highs and lower lows. Yeah. yeah. They tend to be more dramatic in, in tone. And, like, they tend to be, like, l- louder almost. But mm. not in volume, but in emotion, mm. I guess. Yeah, this is actually exactly what I was saying. Um, I was talking to my sister about this earlier. And um, the thing with Korean dramas is that even... Uh, we were talking about Circle. And she was like, you know, if, if Japan remade Circle, it would be amazing because they're good with, with sci-fi. And um, my opinion on that is that that element might be amazing, but the emotion might not be there. Uh, because it's the emotion... Of, of a show like Signal that makes us so, so desperately invested in it. Because there can be flaws in in sort of the sci-fi aspect of it. And there were. Yeah. Uh, and it's the same as Circle. There, there are, the thing with Korean dramas is that they are a bit weak on the sci-fi side. But they never fail in delivering a mission. You know, sometimes Korean dramas just... They uh, try to emphasize the emotion so much that they uh, end up dragging out character arcs that they don't need to. That's true um, as well. Yeah. Do, you, do you mean something particular in mind? Uh, the last drama that Joy did um, was The Liar uh, and His Lover last year. And um, I loved it. I loved recapping it and I loved the drama while it was airing. Just simply because the cast was so energetic and I, the emotions were all there. So that was great. But then I um, went back and I watched the Japanese version and I read the original uh, manga. And um, I have to admit, at that point, I was no longer impressed by the Korean drama. They had uh, dragged out portions that were completely unnecessary and left out a development of certain uh, character arcs that would have made the show much better simply because they wanted to focus on the romance so much. Mm. So, yeah, so there are certain things that Korean dramas do um, that doesn't work. Like, if, if you don't have anything for comparison, then maybe it works. But if you have another drama for comparison, like the, the, the Japanese version of this particular drama, then, you know, the errors are pretty glaring. So, I don't know. Maybe yeah, they could have done. There are certain Japanese shows that I found very emotionally affecting, but... The way that the emotion builds is it's kind of on a low level and then it sort of builds and builds and builds under the surface. And then like right at the end, there'll be some kind of climactic release of emotion. And it's if it's done really well, it can be even more affecting because it's not so, you know, melodramatic and over the mm-hmm. top. And maybe it's a little quieter, but it's very intense. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with Korean dramas, like you're like first episode, you're in the, with the tears and the screaming and the, you know, and the, and sometimes it's like really great. Cause it like just pushes you right into the, the way that the characters are feeling and you get invested. But at other times it's like a lot, you know, and, and then sometimes 
because you start at like a nine later on when you get to 11 it's not as much of a it's not as impactful whereas if you start at like one or two and you get to eight or nine you really feel that progression it really has an impact yeah so because you mentioned joy um and that's actually a really good case in point with the great seducer right now um because it's like it has the emotion there but it doesn't have the storytelling integrity to back it up it's like all you're giving me is pure emotion i don't want it because it doesn't make sense i want i want a story uh like a a story that has the integrity to support that emotion so yeah i mean it's it's one of those sort of uh Mm. storytelling uh traps isn't it where if you go sort of overshoot in one direction you end up shortchanging or ruining the story by not giving it the proper vessel yeah. that it deserves yeah tell me something um i mean i'm interested in that because i didn't actually watch uh, beyond the, i didn't watch the beach seducer beyond the first episode um it is adapted from uh, cruel intentions right so i was surprised that they were trying to do that because i don't know that it's adapted from it but it's kind of based it's adapted from the it. same source material right like yeah so from, yeah. but it, it just i was surprised when i heard that because korean dramas are usually so sanitized especially when it comes to uh, anything like sexual attraction for instance they do not deal with it in a head on manner and usually i appreciate that because there is an oversaturation of the whole the sexual tension and chemistry thing especially in western shows and at some point it's like you know it just yeah there, there is too much of 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 certain thing you forget that there are other uh, sections of relationship that you also have to develop which korean dramas have done and which is why we love them but um because they are usually not very uh, straightforward about sexual tension uh, attraction between uh, two people a premise like this um would not work out very well if they go too deep into the uh, sort of emotional motivation of the characters right because the, the at least in cruel intentions the movie the part of the tension was simply in not knowing what the characters were thinking which is why when the reveal came at the end it was a proper stinger and there is a review guys in case you haven't watched <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, just I was surprised that they would take it up at all. Like Entourage, as you said, that that is just not a premise that in my head works very well with Korean culture and how Korean entertainment usually does these dramas. So yeah. I don't know why they would pick up these dramas at all. What was the what's the point? Nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> it was it's a, it was a baffling choice to begin with, and it it was borne out in the fact that it was terrible. It didn't work. <laughs> So shall we move on to our um, super special extra <laughs> different? Wait, 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 I'm sorry. Just one thing before we go into the super special extra <laughs> thing. Um, it just uh, there's the Chinese drama that just ended, and I just want to recommend it. Um, it's uh, called Only Side by Side with You, and uh, it's about these two um, uh, techies, I suppose. um the girl is uh, the ceo and founder and also the scientist uh, in a drone company she has her own drone making company and it's like a surveillance drone and she is basically a genius and the guy is a club owner but he's also really into drones um and they have a shared history that the girl doesn't know about and he comes into her life intending to destroy her company but then falls in love with her and the 
thing that I really like about like um I think in the last yak I was raving a bit about um uh, love O2O or maybe the yak before that because I found the girl so refreshing she's so smart but then you know by the time that drama ended the girl turned into this perfect wife material and I cannot tell you how disappointed I was in her character she was basically she basically became the guy's follower the mm. the male lead whatever he said she was the perfect complement to his everything that became the purpose of her life which is not how she started out this girl though hot damn man she's my favorite romance heroine ever like she has a straight head on her shoulders whenever whenever the hero tries to do the noble uh, idiot thing she pulls him back and literally slaps him and is like you cannot take this decision away from my hand and i could not love her more the way she deals with situations and she is she can be sarcastic when she has to be and she does not take any bullshit from the guy and it's really really refreshing amazing the only drawback to this drama is it's 40 episodes and at least 20 of them are just full of flashbacks <laughs> Oh so my lord. Hey. You switched me off. <laughs> oh no. I, I can't do that. Hey. You have no. the skip button guys. Use use the skip button. But this this is a romance that you guys just just watch it. Just give it a try. I'm telling you you guys would love this girl so much. Okay, okay. moving on. So so oh, highly wait. recommended from Forma. Can you mention the name of that just one more time? Yeah. Uh only side by side with you. Okay. It just finished airing. Okay. Um so okay so my question is question of the week question of the month um uh-huh. of the yak is what's it's kind of related to what we were talking about earlier with the drop dramas like what is your do you have something that will just make you drop a drama like what is your straw that breaks the camel's back oh, with with drama cancer cancer <laughs> yes <laughs> me too <laughs> also animal death basically those two things <laughs> But weren't you watching Shall We Kiss first? <laughs> okay, no. So those are like the extreme things that could get me off a drama. But essentially, I uh, need to just like the first, uh, you know, the, like the main main characters in the first few episodes. If I don't, then I'm probably going to drop it. Oh, also, there has to be a little bit of humor. If there's absolutely no humor, I will drop it within the first two episodes. <laughs> so dropping shows. Dropping shows are still new to me. Um like I literally just have learned how to do it. Um so <laughs> I <Yay>! think <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I'm going out. The deal breaker for me is if I am bored, mm-hmm. then I can't. I just like I know it's not like a specific thing like, you know, cancer or animal deaths, but I have to be interested. If I'm like I've but and now I think of it, I've pushed myself through dramas I've been bored through and I just think why did I do that? Why did I feel the need to make it to the end? Because you have the nasty side. Because no, because I'm a fool and because um sunk time fallacy and exactly. yeah, the uh, foolishness of having a a complete completist or completionist uh, one of them uh, having this need to complete things like that that need to finish things. Um yeah, so like for example, I've, I was kind of bored blind through um what is it called um switch and two cups actually it tends to be cup shows doesn't it? the thing is i really like um k-drama cup shows i don't like cup shows in general like i won't watch american ones or uk ones and stuff because i have uh, like intrinsic problems with them um or rather they have intrinsic problems which 
are problematic for me to watch. But, um, yeah, they can't be boring. If they're boring, then they're just, like, dead. And then they mm. get dropped. Yeah, for me, like, if it's boring, I probably, instead of consciously dropping it, I'll just kind of forget about it. Like, if I'm watching it while it's airing, I'll just forget to go back and watch the next episode. Where the ones that I drop are the ones that make me angry. Like, oh. um, if the two main characters that I'm supposed to be rooting for have, like, zero redeeming qualities whatsoever, and I'm, like, just angry with the way they, they, they treat other people, or if, like, the plot starts to take twists where it le- makes me, like, think that the writers are terrible people and they shouldn't have the, the right to have a pen in their hand. <laughs> or if a yeah, or like if a drama takes a really problematic and evil turn, or like if cancer shows up in a rom com, that too. <laughs> like, I'm like you're on my you're on my crap list now, <laughs> and I and I just like lose trust in those writers and I won't go back. I'm I kind of hold grudges. Like I'm still, I won't watch anything by the Hong sisters because they've done it to me multiple times. Sounds like Hoyugi went down the same way. Which I didn't carry on after one episode at all, and it seems like it was a good choice. Yeah, well, The Greatest Love really disappointed me in the last two episodes with the weird turn that it took, and then Big was just a disaster from beginning to end. I didn't watch the next one. The wait, 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 what, 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 what happened with Greatest Love? I love Greatest Love. What I love the whole episode, like 13 or 14, and then they just had what the climax of the drama off screen. And then it was oh. two years later, and I was like, what? Like, this is what I've been waiting to see this oh, whole time. And Master's you son was after that. <laughs> yeah, was like, oh, yeah, that, that's, a, that's what I felt in uh, Cheese in the Trap. Damn, that was cold. That was so bad. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's a, that's a really makes, puts me off. The other thing that will make me drop a drama is that when, when I feel like they're just milking the angst and the tragedy to a point that it's it's just like torturous for the main character <laughs> yeah basically and i just i'm like why am i watching this I, i'm okay with some drama and some intensity and some angst as long as there's a reason for it and it makes sense of the plot and you see some hope if not for a happy ending but at least for like some kind of like if it's trying to say something with the suffering mm-hmm. But it's not just suffering for suffering's sake. And if I get the reason, the, the feeling that it's just suffering for suffering's sake, then I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time on this. Like, life is already sad enough. I don't need to watch 16 hours of things that are going to make me feel like I want to go jump in a hole and never come out, you know? That uh, reminds me of a show that I wanted to drop for the first eight episodes, but made it to the end. <laughs> so you've got um... <laughs> eight episodes. I know, right? King Two Hearts, which um, yeah, I remember like I was um, IMing with uh, a bunch of our recappers at the time that, you know, does this get better? Does this get better? Because Isengi's character is such an ass for the first, I think mm. it was like 12 episodes. It wasn't even eight episodes. And a long time. I, I just, I was yeah. like, why am I still watching this? Why am I still watching this? But everyone told me it gets better. But it, it took a really long time to get better. And I feel like if I if I didn't have people telling me just, just you know, wait it out, I would have dropped that show. But yeah, that that's another thing. Like, complete, like, jerk face heroes, they, I, they don't do anything for me. 
Hmm. And also the heroine had been so amazing. Um Hanji something, right? What was her name? Uh, uh Haj- Hajiwan. Hajiwan. If the, and Hajiwan was the one who made me sit through those torturous episodes because um I was not at all impressed by the princeling. So I think yeah. for me it was Hajiwan's character was really good and then it was just really cool to see this kind of fantasy it's like a not a saga but it's almost like a saga in real in in like current mm-hmm. times and the way that they like kind of brought in saga, the yeah. yeah the way they brought in the royalty and they actually did a pretty good job of incorporating it to modern life and i like that aspect and we had and it was interesting rep. enough for me yeah and then like i loved the sister i loved yeah. ernest bot you know <laughs> i loved isangmin as the king like his older brother who's amazing mm-hmm. Who so, frustrated yeah. poor older brother. Yeah, but I mean, he's just so good. He was really good. So the relationships there were really good, and once Isungi's character became less of a brat and just like this irresponsible jerk, um, <laughs> then yeah, he he improved a lot, and then the story got really good. So it that just was, took that way too long for him to reach that point. That I'm also a complete and total stand for um, is her name Ijian? the one who plays the, the princess his oh, sister I what her name is let's look it up i love her so much like so underrated she's so good and she's so good in everything and like i don't understand why she doesn't get more lead roles because she's amazing what was the character's name i don't remember now it's been so long but just her whole storyline like it was heartbreaking but that song that she sings that like the actress actually sang in real life When that song comes on my iPod and I'm driving in the car, I legit start crying. Like even now, it's been like 5 years. I cry whenever I hear that song. <laughs> so, yeah. I can get why you wouldn't be uh, into it because of the year on the beginning. Yunji, that's right. Yeah. I I mixed up the syllables, but yeah, I loved her so much. So, should yeah, we should really wrap up then? Okay, penguins. So, Yay! <laughs> What is ready? it this time? Yeah. I am so ready. <laughs> Why Come was the to me with the AJ gag? <laughs> <laughs> Why was the penguin popular? <laughs> um, huh. because he was wearing black tie. Nope. I don't. Where's your uh, game today? I'm disappointed in you. So you always have a good answer, but you don't have one I'm today. I'm sorry. <laughs> I never have a good answer. <laughs> I spent five hours writing my Infinity War review yesterday. I'm really tired. I shall tell you. So the penguin was popular because he was a nice guy. What? He was oh. an ice guy. Oh. That is fun. <laughs> Punishment is a form of torture involving puns. Exactly. <laughs> My favorite pastime. Yeah, it's painfully funny. <laughs> I feel like this this segment is so true to the fact that we to the spirit of this being a Korean drama podcast though because like Korean dramas really love their puns. Korean people really love puns. <laughs> we love puns. We love Korean dramas. It all kind of comes full it's circle. Full, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what's great is when you like have like kids like you and I learning Korean. 
when you actually act get them. Like you don't need a mm. translation. And you're like, ha! I got it that. That was so, so funny. Smart. Yeah, because then, <laughs> then you're like, oh, this doesn't catch that, that wordplay. Yeah. Oh, it's good times, man. Yeah. All right. Well, let's sign off here. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Hey there, Anissa again. We hope you enjoyed that, and we apologize heartily for our misguided recommendations last month. Hopefully you didn't suffer as much as we did. As always, we'd love for your feedback, and we'd love for you to send us questions that you'd like us to ask each other. You can leave a comment on our YouTube channel, Stars in My Pocket, tweet at us at Podcast, or email us at starsinourpocket at gmail.com. As always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review on iTunes because it helps people find us. Thanks again. That's all from me. See you next time. Bye.